going to tell a story. What do you want to know? We're going to tell a story. What do you want to know? I'm going to tell you something you've never heard before. Just, Just sitting, sitting there talking, whiling away the time. Just talking, talking, whiling away the time. It's the Grandma Grandma Podcast, and we're doing fine. Hello, it's been a long time since you've done a podcast, and even your, even my own kids' friends are asking for it, so I guess it's time. We can't... Uh, say that there's that much else to do in this winter days, so we've got time to do it, so we'll give it a try. Dad read an interesting article this morning that from a, a book that Brian gave him, so he'd like to talk about that a little bit first, and then we'll get on to something else. I just mentioned that to her that it was rather surprising to see what's happening around the rest of the world. In Asia, like South Korea, the students start when they're two years old they start giving them extra attention and tutoring so that they can uh, be better in school and do well in their classes and so forth and uh, it, it, it's just amazing and one of the results well the, on average or the students sleep five hours a day and study 16 hours a day for various different things. And uh, they're trying to prepare for a national, for a test so that they can get in some of the best schools there and therefore end up with a decent uh, job and title. And, and, and it's just amazing, I didn't know. And South Korea isn't the only one. A lot of people in Asia, somewhat in China and some of the other ones are too. But for, for, the, for these students, the uh, suicide rate is very, very high, and it's because of all this pushing, pushing by everybody to do, uh, do good in this test. When they do this test, it's a national test done the same time for the age group throughout the whole area, and they close down the uh, many, many daily things such as transportation and everything else uh, for the period of the test. It didn't say how long the test was, it's probably four or six hours or something like that. It, at any rate, uh, it did mention that their suicide rate is uh, very high compared to most countries, and, and it's the same with other countries that are doing this kind of thing. This was in a book that Brian had sent uh, over. Uh, rather interesting. I'll see if Carol has anything else to say. Well, this makes me think about our education. Um, I went to Catholic grade school. I started out actually in public school for a couple of years. Started first grade when I was five. I never went to kindergarten. And um, in our school, St. Francis, actually there were like, must have been three to four classes in a room. So I remember there were just four classrooms. And the, you know, you can imagine how packed those classrooms were. And all by the nuns, and I think back on how some of those nuns were so young even like when Doris became a nun and she was teaching when she was so young and I'm not so sure that they had quite the education they probably should have at the time. Um, we didn't realize it, but but I always blame my lack of knowledge and geography on my 
upbringing and Catholic grade, Catholic grade school. I think we weren't taught much about geography, about the world, really. In fact, I was even thinking about history. I think our history was Bible history. Stories from Bible, the Bibles were what we learned about for history. I gotta interrupt for a minute while she thinks of something else to say. Uh, I went to school for the first two years in a one-room school. And uh, uh, we had eight grades in that one room. So I don't know how many were in first grade or whether they call it first grade or kindergarten, but what, whatever it was. And uh, two years I went to that school with one teacher for all eight grades in one school. And then, then we moved into Racine and I could get the higher education. That's the Stone Age. It reminds me of like Little House on the Prairie where they would all trudge through the snow and go to one room schoolhouse. I mean, I don't know how many kids would have been in I know which school you're talking about, how many kids would have been in there. It couldn't have been too many. It was a small school, small building. Did you walk to school too? Yeah. It was just around the corner. It was just no, down the street, not too away. far. Two miles away, really? Two blocks. Two blocks, yeah. Anyway, um, I was thinking about how many must have been in our classroom, probably 20, 40, 50, 60, 50 or 60 kids really in the classroom. We only Probably. had about 24. It was huge. I, I just think back in those poor nuns, how they, and they were so young, how they could have handled that many children, the different subjects. But made it through, um, went then, of course, on to Ellsworth High, which I loved high school, as you all know. I loved all the activities we got involved with, and um, I always got to walk to school, and it was always so cold in the wintertime. I, we never wore slacks to school like you guys do now, or shorts like they do now. But we um, would bundle up as warm as we could in all the winter clothes that we had to wear and the boots that you pulled on over your shoes. And we're freezing. We'd come home for lunch even. So we'd walk home for lunch and back again. But it was a wonderful walk. I didn't mind it. And I remember really enjoying I probably have told before about Boog Camel picking us up on the way to school and hoping that no one would see him dropped me off because he had this old Model T that he would drop off and it would always have this funny sound of a horn that he would honk to make sure that we knew he was coming. But anyhow, that was another walk to school that we had. Um, and then, um, again, high school I just enjoyed so much. It was such a good time with the dances and the dating and the cheerleading that you all laugh at when I talk about my cheerleading. But, you know, dating all the high school basketball players and it was just a great time. I loved it. Um, and I, I think it was a fairly good education for the time. I took, um, as, a, as my language, I took Latin like, like Seth does. I never got into it as much as he did, but I found it a valuable class. And I liked my teacher, Mrs. Weiberg. She was a great teacher, probably the best teacher I ever had. And then, of course, I didn't even know if I was going to go to college, but three weeks before school started, I decided maybe that's what I would do. So my dad lent me $300, and I went to River Falls to college. Um, I was going to be an airline stewardess, and then that kind of fell through, which thank goodness it did. Um, so I never thought about going on to school after I graduated from high school, from college, though. I mean, I've been pleased that some of my children have, and my grandchildren, I trust will. But um, yeah, it was it was it was good. Um, again, I, I mean, I just envy now the all the classes that you kids have that we never had. I guess especially the art classes, and I've said this to Brian, saying I wish I would have had opportunities to take more art classes when I was in high school. In grade school, we all did the very same thing. You, you know, you—it was just like a, a 
I don't know, everybody did the very same thing. You cut out the same pieces and you put the same pieces together. In, in, my, in my art school, the one thing I did, I always drew a robin. Whenever I had, <laughs> whenever I had to do any drawing, I always drew a robin. I got that down pretty good with the curve that goes in there and, and you know, the yellow breast and stuff. That's what I remember. I don't even have any, that memory's that good about it. But we did used to do every Mother's Day or Christmas, we'd do, uh, what were they called? The cards that you would have. You'd say, yeah, you'd say so many prayers, you'd offer up so many prayers and so many masses and so many good deeds that you'd put down, like I'll say five Hail Marys and six Our Fathers or whatever. That was our Mother's Day and Christmas gifts to our parents from the Catholic school. You, you too, Jerry? Yeah, same kind of thing. So we always did those kind of activities in, in art class. That was our art class. But um, when I said that to Brian one time, he said, why wouldn't you have wanted to take, do more art at the time when you've done so much now? And I guess it's true. I look at my walls that are full of my paintings and I've learned a lot since I've been out of school and been able, been able to take some of those painting classes I've enjoyed. How about uh, those pictures that you got that you made through this treatment that you saw and had a speaker at one of your groups and showed you how to draw these pictures and then you saw them in that magazine and they were selling for $50 a piece and you, we've, we've now got, what, six of them up there in the dining room? Tell, tell them what that is. Um, something that I recently discovered was something called echo printing. I know I've given you, I gave you, each of you pictures or journals, I think, this past Christmas. It's been a wonderful technique that I really have enjoyed. My friend Jeannie Shea and I um, have been trying it, and it is um, taking leaves or foliage or flowers, and you put them in a mordant, which is alum, water overnight, put paper in the mordant overnight, soak the paper, and then you soak the leaves that you've picked and you layer the leaves and the paper. You put paper down, put the leaves, paper, leaves, paper, leaves, in artistic you know, styles. And then um, after you have about 20 layers of it, you clamp it together very tightly and you put it in an old roaster, a Nesco, Nesco roaster that is set low and uh, it steams it for about two and a half hours and you take them out and it's just like magic. You undo all of these pictures and it is so much fun. It's been so exciting to do. Um, so each one is kind of like magic. So then you enhance them with pen or with paint and I have several hanging on the walls and I know I've given you some of them so I hope that you've enjoyed them. And Jeannie and I have big plans. We can't wait for spring to come because we've got big plans. Recently, Katie Sievers and Anne and Mark saw some prints just similar to them in a, a gallery in Stillwater, Minnesota. And Katie texted me and said, I didn't know you had your things in the gallery, Grandma. And so we have big ideas of what we could do with those wonderful echo prints. It's been a fun experiment to do. Um, it's kind of taken over my... YouTube searches versus uh, the watercolor and other kind of paintings I've been watching, but it's been fun. I really enjoyed it, and I hope that you have too. Carol mentioned it's been a long time since we've been doing this podcast. Let's see, today, tomorrow is February 1st, 2022. Wow. I'm 88 years old, got a ways to go yet. Uh, Health-wise, not doing all bad. Uh, my legs are a problem. My arms are still fairly good, but I, I, one of the things I've mentioned before that I missed the most 
about my health is that I had to stop playing golf about five years ago, and I really miss playing golf after being retired. I, well, even before I retired, I played a lot of golf, so I, I, I really miss that. Uh, and I could be golfing more, and I don't, and I don't know why, because I still could golf. A friend um, is spending the winter in Florida, and she said she's been golfing a lot, and I think, why don't I golf with her in the summertime more? We, I don't know what, where the time goes, but I think with the cottage and whatever, we just don't get out to the golf course as much as I would like to. But ask Anne. I can still hit him pretty hard, which, hey, that's all right. I will be 82, 81, excuse me, whew, 81 in a couple of weeks. That seems impossible for me, too. Just set the dog out to walk this morning, and I still can do that good. And I picked up a puzzle from my friend John. Um, I've been doing these, they're Wentworth puzzles. They're ordered from England that John orders. They're made out of wood, which are beautiful pieces, and they're very difficult. And I just picked up another 500-piece one from John that I'm going to get at. And this morning I was reading online about, about the Wentworth puzzles and puzzling and how valuable it is for you as you get older, or always. But um, it started back in the 1800s when they first, someone cut out pieces of a map. And that was how the first puzzle started, and they put together pieces of a map. And I remember as a kid, and even when you kids were small, getting maps of the United States, so you'd put together all the pieces of the puzzles of the states so that you'd learn the states. But it's gone on to be a wonderful art. And I know, Anne, you have done some beautiful puzzles, and you are, you are in contests which is, looks like fun. Personally, I think I like doing my puzzles by myself, but I know you have done it with three other friends and have done it at, uh, at Winter Carnival, and it's great. It's a great act, pastime. Dad will come in and put one piece in, and, and usually it's a piece I haven't been able to find, so <laughs> I'm always glad that he finds it. But I've enjoyed the puzzling. She'd have a, a big section of the puzzle done with one open in the middle. So I'd come up and I said, you can't find that one? Is it lost? She said, no, it's, it's here someplace, because John never will allow one of his puzzles to have any pieces missing. And so I'd look at it for a little while, sometimes five minutes or so before I'd find it, but then I'd put it in for her. Well, I just picked up a new puzzle this morning, and I'm going to see if, da if Dad won't, won't, won't try to help with it more, because it's, it is, it's good for your memory. It talks many times about, in this site that I had online today, about... Um, it can even uh, help to prevent dementia. I'm not so sure of that, but it certainly does strengthen your brain by searching for these pieces. And also it's a, a good mindfulness activity where you are only, it's you and the quietness of the puzzle working with, working with the pieces and the puzzles. So it's been kind of fun to do that. I still have to laugh when I think about Dad thinking he'd be a dentist. I can't imagine him a dentist, can you? No way. <laughs> Especially with that missing finger. I don't know how you'd do it. <laughs> um, I don't know, I mean... Education has changed so, and when Deb was talking about this, kids from Korea that study so hard, I know that we've had conversations about the different ways of studying now because everything is available to you online. You don't need to memorize anymore or spend the hours with the calculator or without the calculator because now even they're questioning doing the SATs and ACTs for college entrance now and then allowing them to use um, the calculators, which it's... It's amazing when I think about that, when I took my SATs in college, sitting in, I can still picture where I was sitting in this big hall, taking my test. How long How long was the test? How long was the test? Two hours. Oh, it seemed like forever. 
probably at least two hours. I mean, I'm well, sure there was, was a time limit, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, it must have been at least that. But it seemed seemed like forever. I never been felt I was. I never felt I was a good tester, so it was always very stressful stressful for me. But I. I probably have told myself that over the years that I was a poor tester, so that it makes it even more so. Anyway, um, we s I know Ben was sent off this past weekend to Ecuador. How exciting for you, Ben. We wish you all the best. And I know your mom and dad and sister and brother are going to come visit you in May. That is such a thrill. I think Brian is really pleased that you are in Ecuador, a place that he first landed hmm, how many years ago? 15 years ago, 20 years ago? When he landed in Ecuador, when he was 20 years old, it was such a scary thing for me to put him on the plane to take off for Ecuador. I was afraid I'd never see him again. And here I do. I get to see him more often than I used to, for sure. So, Ben, enjoy your semester. Um, good education. You, you know your Spanish so much better than Brian did when he went. I know you'll have a great time there. Just keep in touch with us. Okay, well, we love you. And we'll try to be better about doing these podcasts from now on. Bye! Well, also, the other night we were watching a movie, and our theme song came on. We both had to laugh. We recognized it right away. Change of words in ours, but it was the same song. Talk to you later. We're all done for today. Got some cards, Got some cards to play. To play. We're all done for today, got some cards to play. So much sharing and laughing, man, you know we sure can't stay. I hope you tell us what you've done. Cause I got someone who's come. Next we cannot say. But keep believing, we send our love your way. So from Grandpa and Grandma, our story of the day. For listening, now come and say hi. You've got a home as long as I've got mine. Hey, Jerry, you can't, it can't be any worse than mine. Oh my gosh.